my name is Sara Koikkalan and I'll do the last presentation. And so uh, my topic is highly skilled migrants and the European mobility industry. Uh, the presentation is based on my PhD research on um, the personal labour market experiences of highly skilled Finns in the European Union labour markets, namely in the EU 15 countries. Um, in this paper, I examine the inter-European mobility and migrant agency from the this perspective of this uh, migrant group. And I draw on um, the, the concepts developed by Karen O'Reilly on practice theory for international migration, which focuses on understanding highly skilled mobility in Europe through an analysis of external macro-level factors and um, internal micro-level uh, migrant uh, agency. Um, <clears throat> O'Reilly says uh, that practice theory uh, perceives social life as the outcome of the inter interaction of structures of constraints and opportunity and actions of individuals and groups who embody, shape and form these structures uh, in the practice of daily life. So it's an effort of uh, trying to overcome the structure agency dualism um, in a, like a dynamic way. So, um, and at the meso level, I introduced a novel concept of mobility industry, uh, which helps facilitate inter-European mobility. And uh, this would uh, be the point where I would welcome your suggestions and comments whether this uh, concept, in your opinion, is useful or not. So basically, I'm looking at the factors that increased the numbers of young and educated migrants leaving uh, Finland in the 1990s. So this is the case in question. This is, these are um, numbers of migrants leaving Finland. And you can no, notice that um, after the early 1990s, there's a rapid uh, or rather significant increase in the numbers of people leaving, leaving Finland. Uh, Finland uh, suffered from um, uh, economic depression in the early 90s. So one uh, suggestion would be to conclude that because of lack of, of unemployment, people decided to leave Finland. Uh, but the picture is, in fact, rather more uh, diverse than, than, than just that. But since the early 1990s, the numbers of outgoing migrants have doubled, and there's been a rise in the numbers of outgoing migrants in all age groups, but it has been most significant with, within the age group of 25 to 34 years. And uh, as my interest is in the uh, highly skilled migration, here is a chart about the numbers of um, university or University of Applied Sciences educated Finnish citizens leaving Finland and returning to Finland. And uh, in there you can also notice that the, the columns in blue, there's a high rise of numbers of, of people leaving. And um, some people do come back also. Um, the red columns are the numbers of returning uh, educated Finns. Um, just by looking at this you would conclude that there's a major brain drain going from Finland, but it's good to note, as with many migration statistics, this is also a bit flawed because um, it's from Statistics Finland who gets the education level information from the Finnish degree uh, register. So if you had a University of Oxford degree and returned back to Finland in the statistics you would show as a, a non-educated migrant because the statistics don't know that you did a, a degree abroad. So the situation is actually not so bleak that all the brains are leaving Finland. Um, this is a slide about the data that I'm using, um, the Working in Europe study, where I did two consecutive surveys online on Finns living abroad. And um, 
18 interviews also online via Skype. I found the people from different online uh, discussion groups, Facebook, uh, through snowballing. So the sample is not random, um, thus does not really represent all Finns living abroad or in Europe, uh, but those who are relatively um, recent migrants who um, still hold some sort of ties to Finland because they hang out in uh, Finns living in Berlin, that kind of discussion forums. Um, but yet, um, it's a substantial uh, number. And uh, it includes many different professions. Um, it's not just uh, business people who leave Finland uh, with higher education degrees. There are scholars, finance managers, consultants, journalists, teachers, lawyers, bankers, accountants, a very wide spectrum of people. So uh, to come back to Karen O'Reilly, what kind of external structures or micro-level uh, factors are there to uh, explain for this uh, increase in the numbers of highly skilled young people living in Finland? Uh, so globalization is an obvious um, one uh, explanation because it's offered um, an unparalleled freedom of movement for at least some of the highly skilled migrants globally. And um, this also influenced the, the new generation of Finns who differ quite markedly of the, the older uh, labor market-oriented um, migration, mainly from uh, Finland to Sweden during the 1960s and 70s. Uh, the highly educated uh, professionals move because uh, it's a career choice. They move because they can rather than due to economic uh, necessity or um, unemployment. Here are just two quotes from my... Uh, survey um, um, showing the, the kind of uh, extent of this freedom. This Minna, the first one, uh, is from Eastern Finland in Joensuu and um, has always known that she wants to move abroad because the world is just so far away from where I live. And uh, she's worked in Disneyland Paris, lived in Paris, uh, in Sweden, uh, moved back to the UK, and at the time of the interview she was living in, in uh, Ireland being um, employed because she knows rare languages, Finnish and Swedish. And the second one is a survey respondent um, who explains about the mobility choices of her family based on her husband's career. So you can see that um, this is not, um, she's not moving because of economic necessity, or maybe is in a way because it's the husband's career, but uh, they have a very uh, open playing field in the world. They can choose where to go to. And uh, the second external structure that I've noted is the, the European free movement regime. Um, European citizens are free to um, find uh, work, study or retire in any of the 27, uh, 28 European Union member states, as well as Switzerland, Iceland, Norway and Liechtenstein. And this is an exceptional level of uh, mobility rights uh, that's actually unique in the world. And there are different types of uh, mobility streams going on in Europe. Um, not all of them are um, highly skilled or privileged. Also, um, other types of migrants move. And again, there are two quotes from um, the research. Um, like the, the survey respondent says, Europe is your oyster. Um, they know that moving abroad to another Euro European country is basically as easy as buying a Ryanair plane ticket. So um, they are happy to experiment with living abroad. And the second one is from uh, Anna, who's lived in, uh, now lives in Iceland because her husband is Icelandic, but she's also lived in Greece and Spain and been, also been able to create this very mobile lifestyle by being um, 
um, a freelance journalist and starting a business. So moving abroad was not such a, such a big step mentally. So these people do echo the kind of um, idea that uh, intra-European migration is not really migration as such, as it's um, traditionally understood. It's more like internal mobility, as has been said by people like Adrian Favell. And um, what about the, the more proximate structural layers that uh, O'Reilly um, um, identifies? So this is my novel concept of the migration industry, um, the mobility industry. Uh, here are two uh, definitions of migration in industry concept by uh, Castles and Miller and Garapich. Uh, so it refers to the kind of um, middlemen or migration merchants or like the travel agents from the Gustavo's um, uh, presentation who facilitate migration. But um, I uh, observe in the European context that there's a European mobility industry with two, it is one and one, but it should be two different branches. Um, that there's these non-commercial institutions and agencies that provide information and facilitate uh, mobility of students, trainees, academics, as well as job seekers, uh, such as the European Union EURES network of employment office advisors, um, the Socrates Erasmus um, apparatus, uh, moving millions of students um, uh, from one country to another, um, all the support services provided for academics who move abroad, um, associations such as the Academic Cooperation Association, which main ob objective is to facilitate mobility and share best practice. So um, this is a not-for-profit side of the European mobility industry. Uh, then um, there's also a commercial side, even though Europeans are free to move uh, without visas or they don't need the kind of um, support that um, uh, the migration industry maybe provides when people are moving from the global south. Uh, but yet there is this um, commercial relocation and headhunting uh, consultancy uh, job search portal type of an industry uh, who, uh, whose business it is to facilitate the mobility of professionals. Now, if I was uh, uh, looking for a job in, in Europe, wanted to move away from Finland, I would go to monster.com and uh, look for jobs uh, with the, the search word uh, Finnish language. Then I could choose which country to move to because there are these nodes of the global economy where... Um, companies have um, centralized certain um, uh, operations, so, and they require workers with uh, rare language skills. So um, that's what I would do if I was wanted to leave Finland. So uh, now back to my study and to the internal structures or mobility motivations of this particular Finnish group of highly skilled migrants. I asked them about the previous uh, international experience. It turned out that uh, they are a rather international crowd. Um, all of them had um, either lived, studied, worked or at least traveled abroad before moving to the country where they were living in 2008. And 107 individuals, nearly a third of all respondents, had lived in at least three different countries outside of Finland. And um, each uh, respondent selected an average of four different forms of international experience that they had um, from this list, which shows all of their responses. So it was quite common to have uh, been on student exchange, um, language course abroad, um, in a summer job or seasonal job, um, or um, exchange student when at school. So they had mobility capital and they knew how to uh, exploit it and they knew how to move abroad and live abroad because they had been rather international. 
And also, um, in addition to these people who are very uh, international, there were some people which um, I borrow the concept from Amanda uh, Klekowski from Gopenwells, uh, these accidental migrants who might not have actually um, thought about moving abroad or hadn't been that interested in moving abroad, but then they might um, you know, move abroad for a bit because of something happening and then end up staying, even though that migration was never in their um, sort of life plan. Whereas in, there are these other types who always knew that they were going to live abroad. And um, about the mobility motivations, I asked them about uh, why did they move abroad. And this is, all, of, of course, um, always when you just ask retrospectively, why did you move abroad, people sort of start constructing this narrative where uh, the choices that they made seem sort of rational. So one should not take this as a, um, a definite answer of why somebody moved abroad. But anyway, um, uh, they had ma many motivations for migrating, work, personal relationships, quality of life, studying, and, and often a combination of these. So against um, the sort of human capital theory approach of people maximizing their, the returns for the human capital investment and going to the place where the salaries are highest, uh, this doesn't seem to be the case with these intra-European um, skilled migrants. Other things are more important than salaries as such. They might be higher in London, but still the, the, that's not what they say. Um, yeah, and some always knew that they wanted to move abroad while some moved almost by accident. And they looked at the mobility decision through um, like a variety of things in their own um, life. So I'll stop there and then we'll have time for questions. <laughs>